Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, Ian Morris. And we had a break. Another little unplanned break. We don't make a habit of doing this, except for recently where we've made a bit of a habit of doing it. Nothing happened anyway. No, but we're going to get out to that habit and quickly. Well, it was a busy, busy couple of weeks, wasn't it? Weddings, weddings. Diseases, diseases, all all sorts of stuff was going on, all sorts of stuff. But don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, because Ian and I are much like a concerning mark on your lower lip here for the rest of your life, whether you like it or not. Um, that, what the hell's going on? That was Where did a cold, that come from? It's a cold sore reference. Oh, I don't think you can get rid of cold sores, can you? You can, but you will always have... um, It's herpes, isn't it, basically? Yeah. Basically, what I'm saying, Ian, is that you're my herpes. Yeah. I mean, I've had a a cold sore, so I presumably have got herpes. I mean, it's a different kind of herpes, but, you know. Mm. I'm sure this is exactly the chat that everyone has missed for the last two weeks. Grab a Um, coffee, guys. Let's talk about (laughs) diseases of the sexually transmitted nature. Tomorrow, thrush. Um, But but today, let's talk about some tech. Um, People using self-driving cars will be allowed to watch television on built-in screens under proposed updates to the highway code, the BBC wrote this week. The changes will say drivers must be ready to take back control of their vehicles when prompted. And the first use of self-driving technology is likely to be when travelling at slow speeds on motorways, such as in a traffic jam, congested traffic. Um, and I presume the whole built-in screens versus mobile phones is part of that ready to take back to control. The the highway code will not assume that it's that you're ready to take back control if you're holding an iPad watching um, what's on TV, Buff. the the news, Buffy, yeah, or something. Um, and uh, and in that vein, using mobile phones is going to remain illegal while driving. There's no change to that. So even if you're watching television, uh, the aforementioned news, uh, the aforementioned Buffy, uh, you can't do that if it's on a phone. It's got to be on a built-in screen. No self-driving cars are currently allowed on UK roads anyway. So this is something of a precursor to the the permissible automation of the future but the first driverless vehicles that uh, we're going to see could be ready for use later this year this is according to the department for transport uh, and again uh, according to the bbc write-up these are all proposed plans for changes to the highway code uh, and they're going to come into force over the summer there are others that um have been considered as part of a public consultation. We're going to see what they are. Um, But basically, this is all a precursor itself to a full regulatory framework for self-driving vehicles, which is expected to be implemented in 2025, which doesn't seem that far away, really. We're already in 2022. That's only only three years away, but still. um, But we're not going to have self-driving cars by then, are we? Well, 
who knows? Technology has a, has a tendency to, uh, if you'll nah. pardon the pun, speed not, up without us noticing. It's not really a technological problem, though. But anyway, carry on. Hmm. The other thing that I thought was interesting in this is that uh, the the change to the the rules of the road means that if you um, if you kill a person in a self driving car, it's not your fault. If the car's driving itself, it will be an issue for insurance companies, not individuals. Which I mean, is interesting. Well, I thought that was one of the most interesting points. Yeah. Um, because I don't see how you would ever implement that. Insurance companies are just going to flat out refuse to insure self driving cars if that's if that onus is put on them because they're just going to i mean unless as you say self driving cars are somehow flawless and never ever crash into a police car um a lamp post or um at the lane dividers on a motorway i'm citing here several things that have actually happened to teslas um because they're the most prominent users of what's called self driving but really uh, or you know autonomous driving which really isn't at all um but so i think the insurance issue is a is a big one and i can see that causing all manner of problems um the other thing that i thought was weird is um you're not allowed to use a mobile phone when the car is autonomously driving yeah but that's because Uh, you need to be in a position to immediately grab the 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 hand the, the wheel the steering wheel yeah but you can immediately put a phone down can you though because uh, I think you so. you may you may drop it and that may it may fall under the pedal it may fall next to your gear stick it may fall under the handbrake or cause some other level of distraction that is problematic i for, dri- I, for driving yeah all right fine i, I mean have no I, I, support at all for using phones while driving no, anyway neither do i but i just i feel like it's if you're going to let people watch tv like what you could make the same argument like what if what if the show you're watching is really exciting then you know? pull over if it's that <laughs> unless it should, is a my how point... to, it needs to be in order for that to be okay is if it is a how to perform um mm, what could be you know i can't even think of anything that would be important to watch in a car pull there's over nothing, that's why it's stupid it shouldn't be allowed anyway yeah nick there's no the, reason for it no one asked for it it's nick ridiculous. in the live nick in the live chat um made a good point isn't part of the idea that if you're watching the car screen it will alert you now that's the that, that's the kind I of mean, sensible analysis that i expect from our patrons perhaps I don't, <laughs> yeah better, better than in, the analysis in, we're ever going to give and indeed um, rely upon yes that's a good point it might um indeed it may indeed do that or it may even just turn the tv off for you so yes that's a that's a fair point um yeah uh uh, but john makes a better point i think what if you're watching f1 while you're driving you know that could cause problems he's right yeah um the other side to this is of course that it's only going to be applicable as far as self-driving goes initially when you're traveling at a very slow speed in a in a basically in a traffic jam it's about as low touch as you could possibly get i mean you could arguably say that even using a mobile phone when you're in a traffic jam is pretty is not is not particularly risky yeah and if, i and mean if you're, well if you're basically and, not moving or moving a few inches at a time and, you're not likely to cause much damage to anyone and that's true because also you um you know if you're if you're on a mobile phone um uh, you know, like at a at a traffic light, 
you're very unlikely to cause an accident doing that. I mean, I, I understand why we don't allow it, and I, I'm all for not allowing it. I don't think people should be allowed to use phones. Uh, it's amazing that it took them so long to narrow down that <laughs> that gap between, um, you know, gaming on a phone and texting. Yeah. Um, but, John, I have to. John asked yeah, a question. Does, does the uh, does the legislation need for passengers only? I mean, this is about drivers. This is yeah. about if you are sitting in the driver's seat, and this is what all laws apply to, basically. You know, the driver is responsible for everything in that vehicle. So this is if you are driving... How it should be. Yeah, this is if you're driving alone and you have TV on the built-in car monitor. Like, if you're a passenger, the law doesn't say you can't use a mobile phone. You can do what you want. You can sit there and, I don't know, fix a Corby trouser press for all the law cares. <laughs> Very good reference. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, and I think I think you said something there, you know, like that that really uh, triggered a thought in my brain. You said um, it's you know it's for low speeds, it's for this, for that. This adds complexity that doesn't need to be there. This is the problem I have with it. It's like if a, if you're going to do a rule when it comes to driving, it needs to be super clear and unambiguous. So you're saying okay, it's only going to apply on motorways when the traffic is under thirty miles an hour. Like you know, I mean that isn't a good rule. It's hard to assess, like, you know, you could be doing 15 miles an hour badly and be more dangerous than 30 miles an hour well. Um, It's just, there's too much complexity to it. And it's not something that people asked for. And I get that they're sort of thinking long term about, you know, the, the future of level four autonomy where you really don't ever have to touch the controls of the car then absolutely fine but we are still probably 10 years away from that if that it you know this this whole self-driving thing is so complex and difficult and i i I just can't see it being relevant and and no one's asking them to introduce these rules right now it's like that well they are they are they are the companies that are trialing these and want to trial them on roads there, there needs oh, to sure. be some kind well, we can't of listen to them there, no but there needs to be some kind of provision for testing this in a way that is legal and safe and useful for informing future legislation they well, it's testing's like what, a different thing altogether but you have to be able to test these on real roads in real situations and to do that you need some changes to the law that that permits that well i mean maybe but then that's surely done through a testing program like you know california allows self-driving cars uh, it has a specific um process and any accidents have to be reported to the dmv which makes perfect sense and i mean I'm, there must be something similar in the uk um you know that like you know if you're going to run an autonomous test on the roads i'm sure you have to tell the police and you have to let the uh, uh whatever it's called dvla god i hate those people um know about it um so yeah you know it's um it's a it's a it's a tricky one i think um and i just don't see the need for it at this point let's get the self-driving cars right first and then we can think about what people do or don't do while they're driving them or not driving chicken chicken and egg mate i don't agree at all it's just it's i don't know i i think this is it's so light touch that it is almost pointless i'll i'll I give that it, it's very difficult it's such a tiny little subset of potential uses for a theoretical product that we haven't even got yet <laughs> that it is basically not that important to have so it does at all. that not make you wonder why it's being added into the highway code is this is this just a story that someone did because you know 
I mean, it's it, it's innocuous in that it doesn't necessarily no. cause that much contra- controversy. I no, I think it's that. Well, I, I think it does cause controversy. I think that's why we're talking about it. And well, that's yeah. why we don't agree on it. But I yeah. think I think the point is, is 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 getting ahead of what is inevitable because it will happen. It will yes. happen. We will have autonomous vehicles on the roads. They will have TV in it, and people will look at the screens instead of the wheel. And if when it comes to enforcement and figuring out who's liable, these cars are full of sensors. They know exactly who's in what seat. They know what's being watched at what exact time, at, at what speed. You know, the, the, these cars only work because they are so full of sensors and telematics and data and logging it. So actually enforcing it won't be that difficult because the car is recording everything about its environment. So it should be pretty easy to say, well, actually, you were the only person in this car. You had um, something on the TV and you didn't have your hands on the wheel and you were going 28 miles an hour. And therefore, you know, the child you ran over was your fault, not the cars. And maybe that sort of framework helps insurers get more on board with this because it gives them a foolproof out if needed. Yeah, I mean, it does. Um, As Mike says, it's a it's a black it's like a black box. It is a black box, and I hate it. I hate it for that reason. I hate I everything you... about the, you know, the way that legislation is going for cars. Um, you know, mandatory speed limiters. Hate it. Um, you know, there's so, so much stuff that's just poorly thought out and badly implemented. I mean, um, the the funniest thing that I've encountered is the fact that those um, the cameras that read the road signs for speed. Um, they often read the speed limiter signs off the back of lorries. So, you know, if, if a lorry is limited to 55, the camera might see that and go, right, 55 it is then. And you'll be like, why am I only going 55? But that can be um, fixed. You could fix yes, that in, it a, in, a, in a day. Well, not but in a day, but you could mandate that the, the signs on the back of those lorries cannot be the same as road signs. I don't know how that was ever allowed in the first place, really. It shouldn't be like that. But... Um, you know, yes, sure, you can fix those things, but I don't. I don't like this. I don't want to live in a world where everything is in a black box and, you know, called to question at any moment. You know, like that's only a hop, skip, and a jump away from mandatory reporting to insurance companies if you ever break your speed limit and all that kind of stuff. No, I'm not going to live in that world. Or if I am going to live in that world, I'm going to opt out of it and but, buy but an you, old car. But you live it. You live in that world already. Like I those do live devices. In that world, those 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 devices exist and if you're a, a, a an 18 year old lad who's just passed his driver's test and been given the keys to his mum's lowered fiesta and you <laughs> don't want to pay three thousand pounds a year for insurance then there well, are devices and provisions that can be equipped that at least lower the premium and encourage more responsible driving like that happens today i mean it does and that's a an opt-in thing that i can live with because I'm not going to opt into it. And I pay quite a lot for my insurance through a series of annoying circumstances that aren't really my fault. Um, Mm. You know, I was insured for many years on company cars, so I don't have a no claims bonus as such. So I've had to start again and at considerable cost, even though I'm well into my 40s at this point, I'm still paying what I consider to be outrageous sums of money for car insurance. But, you know, that's a separate issue. Yeah. I still wouldn't have a black box. I'd rather pay more and at least be able to do 65 miles an hour on a 60 occasionally. Well, you're beginning to sound like 
the boss of P&O Ferries who were like, you know what? <laughs> I looked at the law and I, I didn't, I didn't like care it. for it. So I just decided to just to break the rules because, you know, I'd rather do that than than have to go along with this wimpy nonsense that you call yeah, legislation. Mean, I- I, I know I know what you're saying, and you're and you're right. Um, you know, speed limits are there for a reason, and they should, as a rule, be obeyed. But um, well, may, maybe we could have a think about that. I'd rather see legislation looking at the safety of modern cars, particularly now that certain um, features are mandatory, like um, you know they they're making lane keep assist a thing, and um, you know a lot of cars will have radar braking detectors so you know if a car in front of you breaks suddenly it will break for you um well you know then in that case why can't we do 100 miles an hour on the motorway um i i'd, I'd like to do 100 miles an hour on the motorway i don't know why just really make solve cars problems. In, just make cars inflatable this would solve everything <laughs> it would save they just bounce solved. off just bounce off each other and you'd have a whale of a time it'd be like driving in mario land well yes for sure there's actually a really interesting electric car company in california that's building these brilliant little two-seaters that are essentially motorcycles um and they are completely solar charged and this obviously this works a lot better in california um but they you know you can add something like 40 miles a day through electricity and because the car's so light it doesn't use a lot of power but it's still got great performance it's really exciting that that sort of thing is very exciting yeah that's 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 pretty good you know um kate shared a fact with me the other day it was one of the best yeah, one of the best facts that I've that I've heard in in quite a long time, which is that if you um, sound doesn't travel through space. By the way, this is completely irrelevant to anything we've just talked about. It just just came to my head. Um, sound doesn't travel through space, obviously, because it's a vacuum. But mm. if it could, the sun would be so loud on Earth, it would be the equivalent to standing next to a jet engine. That's really interesting. That is a e- great fact. Even though it's like a hundred million miles away or something. So, I mean, we would have had to evolve a completely different hearing if, if space was a um, soup instead of a vacuum. Yeah. We would have had to completely change how we uh, yeah. hear. Yeah. I mean, if space was soup, we'd have much bigger problems. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Did you see that Mars footage of, um, oh, what was it? Is it Phobos or Deimos? I can't remember. Passing in front of the um, the sun. It was amazing. I haven't seen that, no. The, 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 the little robot, which well, I can't remember which robot it is anymore. There's so many on Mars. Um, it, did, it shot this amazing series of photographs that w- were quick enough to make a video. Mm. Uh, I mean, really you were naming cool. moons before rather than rovers. Yeah. You mean well, Curiosity that's right. the, or something? The rover took the photos ah. of one of Mars's moons passing in front oh, of the I sun. Oh, I see. I see. Not see. an eclipse, a transition, I believe it's called. Ah, yeah. It's very good. You need to look it up. It's on I one will. of the... Unfortunately, there are so many NASA accounts. Every, mm. every little spacecraft and robot has its own account, which I love. I know, except for um, when they go offline and they send us basically a suicide a tweet. It's, it's, <laughs> it's very depressing. I was, um, I've was. i never been so upset as when that other robot, which I can't remember its name. Spirit, uh, s- wasn't it? Or one of them got caught in a dust storm, didn't it? And then was yeah. just... I, I still hope, maybe, that you know, somehow the dust will get blown off its solar thing and it'll charge its battery and come back to life. Yeah. Well, um, are you a celestial body? Um, How loud would you be on Earth if sound was able to travel through space? Uh, Let us know in comparison to jet engines. Or if you have an opinion on self-driving cars, which you may, then send us that instead. Hello at uktechshow.com.
Well, the UK, and to varying degrees the rest of the world, is suffering a massive increase in the cost of living. Uh, the knock-on effect of that is that belts are being tightened. Not literally. I can barely fit into the belt that I have, and I certainly can't afford a new one. Uh, but one of the things that people are cutting back on is the streaming services they use. According to The Guardian, the number of households with one subscription package in the UK fell by 215,000 in the first quarter. Uh, no doubt part of this is due to the increase of household utility prices and other costs like petrol prices and increased food costs. But also we're now allegedly exiting the pandemic and people are no longer forced to stay home. Instead, they can go to places and see people. This is attractive to extroverts uh, and they're cutting their subscriptions as a result. Uh, that echoes Netflix's recent admission that it had lost a massive number of subscribers um, and saw a stock market, market plunge uh, that was uh, frankly ridiculous. Uh, Netflix only lost 200,000 subs, but it says it will lose a further 2 million in this quarter if its projections are correct. Um, that's still not a big percentage of its 220 million customer base, but it has spooked Wall Street a bit. Netflix is attempting to recover some faith by cracking down on the 100 million accounts that are shared between multiple households, and that in itself has created a lot of anger. Netflix, however, is in a better position than many. The Guardian story explains that people keep Netflix and Amazon Prime above other gaming services like above other streaming services rather like disney plus even so netflix has another crisis on the horizon it's weak content and propensity to cancel shows at the drop of a hat um nate i can sense your finger is about to cancel the subscription to the streaming service that is this segment so what are your thoughts actually my finger was scratching an itch on the oh. inside of my east nostril um, <laughs> easy to confuse yeah um but no i i good good summary and there's a lot to digest here a we, lot yeah, and we, we I did I was on uh, Daily Tech News show earlier this week, and and this unsurprisingly perhaps came up uh, there as well because it's been such a huge story. I think though, as far as the UK subscriptions go, I am definitely in the category of somebody who has cancelled stuff. I mean, I cancelled Disney Plus, mm. uh, I cancelled Apple TV Plus. You you I, made a big mistake there because you haven't uh, seen Severance. Well, I recently un uh, uncancelled uncancelled. <laughs> Uh, or, or as you may say, subscribed to <laughs> to, um, to Apple TV Plus because I wanted to watch um, a couple of recent shows. And that actually gave me an idea for how to deal with this subscription. Was Severance one of those shows? No, it was Invasion. Oh, you have to watch Severance, Nate. You have to. Well, the more you tell me I should, the more I'm just going to not do because well, I don't like being... I don't like people who try and tell me what to do. Okay. You know, um, I, I watched do, Mythic I do really. Quest because you said it was good. Did you watch it? I did in the end, and How despite being constantly annoyed by the man's name, yeah. I well, I, I didn't like it at first, oh. and then as I sort of progressed through it, I was like, "Yeah, this is good." Oh. I, I don't, I don't think it's flawless. I thought the end of season two, mm. that there's a little arc that I won't yeah. tell people about. I thought that was really nice, and I thought it was really well done. Oh, I'm glad you watched it. Well, I take back my previous little joke there, uh, and because I will, I'm sure, watch Severance. I'm really enjoying Invasion. But the fact of the matter is What is that Invasion about? Sorry, I haven't heard of this one. It's about an, an invasion. Ah, oh, right. Maybe I have heard of it. I'm surprised it's good. I wouldn't yeah. have thought it would be. Well, that's interesting. Apple TV's knocking it out of the park. I will uh, say that. They're, they're doing some good stuff. And that goes, that goes right back to my point, is that when a, when a streaming service that has exclusives... Um, 
puts out a show that you just have to watch, my view is, unless it is need to watch now, which I haven't found an example of yet, then I just wait till the season's done and then just resubscribe and watch the whole season. Then you're basically paying five quid to watch all of um, Invasion and I'm, I'll watch some other stuff while it's live. Yeah. Um, and that's basically what I've decided to do. Yeah, I think I, I think that's a very sensible idea. And I, I'm, this was I was tweeting a lot about this because a lot of people were saying eh, it's not a big deal. Netflix has only lost two hundred thousand. Um, that's tiny, and it is tiny. It is, but, but 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 crucial there. It's the first time ever that they've lost customers, as in as, as in on a quarter by quarter basis that he's yeah. gone down. That's and the projection, obviously, as I said in the thing, was which is what's causing the problem is that they're projected to lose a lot more. Yeah. Um, and by the way, for those of you who get extra message for patrons, my most recent extra message number eighty five went out earlier, and it's all about this, but also the Microsoft Kin. Um, <laughs> But so. what what a tie-up. I mean, honestly, I saw that headline. I was like, how the hell does he manage that? Yeah. So I will listen to that later. Um, I, do, I think it's worth probably, obviously, because the, the rest of the story has been covered quite a lot by the rest of the press. The UK angle to this, uh, is there any, like, do, is, is it different here? I mean, I think our cost of living crisis is a lot worse than the rest of the world's for reasons I think it we is. shall d- 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 dwell on. Well, no, you can say war in Ukraine. I mean, we're not... Well, a pl- and, and Brexit also because that's having a, uh, yeah, a big impact I, on a lot of things it is but i actually think when looking at the reason why it is so significant and and predominantly in the uk the thing i look at is the energy price hikes because yeah. if you are in a house with with uh, just let's say a family of four um and you've all got devices and you're using a lot of power like your bill has just gone up 50 percent in April. yeah and there's nothing you can do about it it's, it's no. the most powerless anyone ever feels ironically there is nothing we can do about it and it's going to go up again in october so if you're a household and i assume everyone who listens is because how else are you getting a podcast (laughs) if you are homeless well everyone most people live in a house of some kind they might not own it but they they're still affected by price rises okay you know what i mean Um, i do fact is uh it's an easy thing. If you're sitting there and you've got a Netflix sub, an Amazon sub, a Disney Plus sub, an Apple TV sub, Spotify or Apple Music, yeah. or like any of these other, like even if you've got tons of disposable income, I still think it behooves everybody, love that word, to yeah. just to do a review. And I did a review of it um, and thought, well, I could happily cancel Netflix. Kate would divorce me. Canceling, keeping Netflix would be far less costly than divorce. So Netflix stays. Um, but she doesn't care that much about Disney Plus or Apple TV Plus. So they went. And I yeah. resubscribed when I wanted to watch something. And that's well, only saving I- five to 10 quid a month. But, you know, it's. Well, it helps. The breaking news here is what is Kate finding to watch on Netflix? Oh, she's always watching something on that. I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of brilliant stuff on Netflix. It's more that I don't have loads of time and I read a lot and I have, uh, you know, I upped my subscription on Audible for one thing and I buy extra credits because I read so much. So if I did, if I had less of that, I would watch more on on, uh, Netflix. Um, But Kate, there's tons of stuff that she she watches on on there. That's Um, a really good point. Yeah. So, Um, well, it's, and I wonder, I mean, I, I, I don't want to go back to this again, but I also, we do have quite a vibrant free set of streaming services. I mean, you know, iPlayer is good, 4OD is good, or whatever yeah. it's called. It's all let's, four. let's forget, let's not forget, iPlayer isn't free. Like, that is. It a, isn't, but it you're is sort a, of 
it's a subscription. It is. It's in is. a different way. It's a different word. It's a subscription, and everyone's paying. It is, paying but it. it's also it's also much more difficult to cancel it if you have any involvement with watching live TV whatsoever. So, you know, it's something that people in the households will probably say, "Well, I sort of have to pay for that." Um, so, in that case, I might as well make use of it. And I mean, there's loads of great stuff on iPlayer. There's much more good stuff on iPlayer than there will ever be on Netflix. Um, it's you know, I mean, like, there's a lot of diversity on Netflix, but that doesn't mean it's good. In fact, well, I did you see? Up- did you see what Elon Musk tweeted the other day? And I know no, that I doesn't narrow I, it down at all. I don't follow him because I, I did for a bit and I found it so obnoxiously painful. Yeah. That I had to stop. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, and, and fair enough. But he, he made a comment about the amount of woke content on there. Uh, and, yes. and, and I, I mean, while I r- rarely find myself agreeing with any of his um, inflammatory statements about things, I do understand the point he's making that and and i think it goes a lot to supporting your argument on your extra message a couple of weeks ago about mm. the value of just making programs for the country you're in and it will find a market yes. because that's what people want um and netflix is sort of the exact opposite of that it's sort of like if everybody was one homogenous mass of a mix like that Eyeballs. south park episode where someone came back from the future from the future and they they spoke a mixture of English, Chinese, Spanish, German, Italian, you know, all major world languages. Um, and it was basically just this one single homogenized, genderless, sexless, ageless, um, countryless individual. And that's basically what Netflix is aiming for, I think was part of his point. And I think it's part <laughs> yeah, of I yours. Mean, uh, yeah, and it, and it is. And I think, I think that that might be a lesson that Netflix is going to take from this um, with its troubles is that um, it, the, the thing that, people loved about netflix originally um was first of all it had a big library and that was unheard of and it was a library that spanned you know 20th century fox and warner brothers and paramount now that's all going away because all of those movie studios and tv firms have all got their own streaming services which is another problem because no one can afford to have all of them Uh, and that's why i think that rotating thing is going to become more common and that's going to hurt netflix's bottom line far more than anything else um but it's also the Netflix was sort of this champion of picking up shows that people loved and giving them a bit of extra life. So um, I'm trying to think of an example, but there are lots of shows that were sort of not Netflix. Arrested Development is a good one. You know, that had its three seasons on Fox, got cancelled, um, and then Netflix picked it up and did a season that was decent and then a season that I haven't even managed to finish. And I'm the world's biggest Arrested Development fan. Uh, a top boy, Mike says in ch- in the chat. Yeah, you know, so there there are things that get give, were given a second life on Netflix. Now it's sort of stopped doing that. It 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 now mostly concentrates on originals. Doesn't seem to stick to anything. Uh, I watched Cowboy Bebop. Anime fans hated it because it doesn't add anything necessarily. I'm not the world's biggest anime fan. I I've, I know it's limiting, but I would rather watch real humans than drawings. Uh, I mean, call me what you want, uh, but that's just me. So. Uh, that you know they put all this money into a show they spent something stupid like 200 million on that jupiter rising superhero thing and then cancelled it after one season it's like what you know these decisions are stupid like if you're going to spend that kind of money on it you need to have a plan and you need to see it through and that's how you could be different to traditional broadcasters but now they're not and people have got the traditional broadcasters services to go to why not just move away from netflix and pick up often cheaper subscriptions elsewhere 
Well, and that's basically what's happening, isn't it? Is that people are starting to do that. They're starting to prioritize where do they want to put their money? Because as you say, belts are getting tightened um, and waistlines are expanding as well. And that just means it's good news for the belt industry. <laughs> I think that was your exactly. original, original point. That's exactly it? my point. It's like I've had to buy a new belt recently because they just don't survive that long under the enormous pressure that my waistline puts on them. Yeah, it's one of the most depressing things in the world, I imagine, going up an apron <laughs> size. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, I, my, I think my answer is, is I don't want to blow my own trumpet here, but I think it's probably the best answer to, uh, to all of this, uh, which is just cancel them and then resubscribe when a full season's on that you want to watch. That's what I think. I, w- I think I will pay a year for Apple TV though when it comes up because I've got the free year at the moment because I got an iPhone. Yeah, um, I My think because free- it's oh, fractionally yeah. cheaper if you buy a year in advance, and Disney does that as well. Netflix does not, which might be something that they could look at because well, that's how they're going to get you, isn't it? Well, yeah, because if it, because and I said I in my series of tweets about this subject i said that the thing that will happen is as soon as people start doing this month on month off kind of thing or you know two months on five months off netflix is going to get wise to that and you're going to end up having to sign up for a 12-month contract to get it Uh, and that's and that's going to be a problem um, is it though because then you're you're saving money well yeah but you might be saving money but you're not saving much and you've then got to make a really difficult decision every year do i need this for a year um, and then, uh, and pe- some people just be like, "Well, actually, you know what? I'm just going to not bother with this anymore, or I'll download it. I'll, I'll take to the high seas mm. of piracy." And um, that is and get the it risk. That, that is the it risk. is the risk. And this yeah. was what Netflix solved. This was the thing that we've always been asking for. It's like, could we please have access to a massive film library of things that we probably wouldn't buy on DVD, Blu-ray, or you know, Ultra HD Blu-ray? Could we have a, a massive library of things that we might watch once? And then they said, yes, you can have that. Here it is. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, mm. It's only five quid a month. <laughs> and then suddenly we're paying 16 quid a month. Totally different landscape, though, now, right? I mean, as you say, totally you know, different. hundreds of millions of dollars are going into these things and not even just Netflix. And there's some great stuff on Amazon that's coming up and some great stuff even on Hulu, which I don't even think we have here, do we? We, we sort of do. It's part of Disney Plus because it's... Seventy-five oh, percent oh, yeah. owned by Disney, so and I think they want all of it, so they may get it eventually. That would be uh, great because they're making the reboot of Futurama, and I with, think that will be on. I think that will be on Disney Plus. Well, okay, well this, this it was always Fox, wasn't it? It's always been a 20th century Fox thing, so um, that would be that would come under. No, it moved to Comedy Central for a while. Well, was it still produced by 20th? That's the thing. It was like, because they might have bought mm, it, but it it was probably still made by 20th because they're the rights holder. So I think that will probably end up on Disney Plus if I had to guess. I I imagine that Future Armour is on there. I'll check. Start the interstitial interstitial sting. Yes, I will do that. Um, It's been a fascinating discussion, one in which I think we've, covered the full smorgasbord um, of options uh, available to us here but uh, if you've got a better one or an alternative do let us know hello at uktechshow.com a little programming note here my mouse uh, battery died at the top of this segment i'm now unplugging it and hope that it will last for the remainder of the show and so far 
scrolling seems to be uninhibited, which is great news. Uh, other great oh. news is that we have some wonderful patrons who are supporting us directly. They include KV, who submitted a couple of stories we've talked about this week, uh, Richard Taylor, John Evans, many more of them. And thank you to everyone who's listening live. We've got a good roster as well. You can join them, get the full version of Text Message, which has no ads. You can listen live, get every recording on Back Catalog on demand, get Extra Message, our sister show. I did one about Microsoft Kin this week. Ian did one a week or so ago about Channel 4. Um, it's super super good i think everyone in the world who has a brain will agree um, and if you are one of those people you're about to hear our third discussion story all about vhs rental stores in britain that's right vhs rental stores and if you want to get that go to patreon.com forward slash he leans to the right to enable the soundboard uk <laughs> tech he's prepared to sign an nda just for the listeners who don't know what Ian was just talking about because he spoke over my music uh, I played something of a song that I sang about the dog in the previous segment um, and Ian uh, John wants a copy of it um, that won't be happening I'm afraid uh, but uh, <laughs> nonetheless I'll tell you what will be happening is we're going to hear what's been happening in the wider world of technology news by tuning in with none other than the great I almost said late great but fortunately Tom Merritt is still alive and this is what's been happening on his podcast this week this week on daily tech news show we talk about the positives and negatives of an algorithm meant to identify bored students will it help teachers explain things better we also explain why netflix has changed its mind on password sharing taking ads and maybe even live sports allison sheridan talks about getting a ride from an autonomous car with no safety driver and shannon morse breaks down mandiant's reports about the rise in zero day vulnerabilities it's not just for governments anymore best for last of course nate langson helped us understand why uk viewers are canceling streaming services Services, all that and more at dailytechnewsshow.com. That's right. I did. I feel like you cheat on this podcast with Daily Tech News Show. I mean, I love it, but... I'm a podcast polygamist, mate. <laughs> I'll take my trousers Very off good. for anybody. Um, oh, and I'll be taking my trousers off on This Week in Tech this evening. Um, so... Look and I'll be to... taking my trousers off in this room after this podcast. <laughs> Thank, you, warm. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Interesting little bit of feedback here. There's not so much feedback as it is something that someone posted in our Discord. Uh, Richard Taylor, he posted about smart home devices. Um, he discovered an issue, he says, recently making a fully smart, a full smart home. If you buy enough of the same smart plugs, 30 plus in his instance, then you run into an issue where you get multiples of the same serial or plug number. For example, on the Wemo plugs, every Every plug has a reference, e.g. Wemo plug 780 or Wemo plug 781. And the issue arises that if you get two plugs, they can have the same reference and you can't add another one because it says this device already exists. Um, so the only way of getting around it is by sending them back and hoping you get one with a number you don't already have, which is like the smart home equivalent of buying a Pokemon card or a collector's card and having a one to swap with a friend. Probably it's understandable quite... when you think about it because there are only... A certain amount of numbers. No, that's not quite. There no. are loads of numbers. Yeah, there's loads. Yeah, and you can use the same one over and over again. Well, um, I thought I thought this was really interesting because I've never heard of this being a problem before, and it is quite a specific problem because you only need to you need you need to have dozens of these devices to to run into it as an issue. But as we increase the size of our smart home collections, I do wonder if this is the kind of thing that we might run into. So I'm appealing to anyone who's had a similar issue to uh, write in with their own experiences. Hello at uktechshow.com, and thank you everyone for listening. Um, if you've enjoyed this episode, of course, you can go and grab our full 
full-length show uh, as ad-free, listen live, get extra message, listen to the song that I played part of um, <laughs> in the our third story this week um, that I won't be sending John the MP3 of because nobody needs that kind of torture. But uh, get that at patreon.com forward slash UK tech or leave us a review. We like getting reviews, don't we, Ian? It's a good way of supporting us for there, free. There has been an iTunes review. So glad I found this podcast. It's now on my must-listen-to list. I really enjoy hearing a new episode each week. Oops. Uh, that's my oops, by the way. Uh, I'd highly recommend it, especially for UK listeners. That's Endpoint 101. Oh, nice. So thanks for that, Endpoint 101. Your review, it means the world to us. Yeah, it does. Thank you ever so much. Very kind of you. Uh, we'll read out all future reviews because apparently Ian keeps his eye on them slightly more closely than, than I do, but only because we weren't getting them as regularly. <laughs> well, I, ho- I only need to look once every six months, it turns out. Yeah, well, leave us a review. That's great. And thank you, Endpoint. Uh, very kind of you. Thanks, for everyone, for listening, including our live listeners. And I think on that note, or rather the note of this piece of background music that I'm now playing. We'll see you next week. Bye, Ian. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 